Welcome back to Feed the Faith Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Yachty Allen, and today we have a very, very special guest on the episode. I know they say that every episode, uh, but we have our first lady guest on the pod. Um, going to be talking about some interesting things, getting some different perspectives, and I'm very excited for y'all to be able to listen to it. Um, just a short little update. Um, I have a very big opportunity this fall in, in the form of an internship, and it's going to allow me to... Um, be able to take the podcast in kind of a new direction, um, you know, obviously practically, but then also geographically. Uh, so I'm very excited in the fall. Um, Laura's really working behind the scenes. I've definitely taken some time to step away from it and really reevaluate what I want this show to be and what I want to do with it and, and everything like that and how serious and my dedication to it and, and whatnot. And the Lord's still working on me and still, um, allowing me to figure out um, those answers. But for right now, I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, I hope it's a blessing. I'm not doing it for this for myself. Um, I'm not doing this to get glory out of it or to hear myself talk, <laughs> contrary to popular belief. Uh, I'm just doing it so other Christians have something good to listen to uh, from somebody that they know. And um, the Lord knows my heart. And yeah, so I hope you enjoy the episode. Please keep me in your prayers and yeah. How are you doing, Miss Leslie? I'm doing great. How about you? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. So I'm going to let you uh, give your testimony to the people that are listening. I know I have a lot of people on my end that have no idea you even exist, you know? So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, thanks for having me. I just want to start off by saying I just want to thank the Lord for bringing me to this very moment. And there's so much in my past that I'm so thankful for and even hard things and you know that have just taught me so many things so i'm so so glad to be here and share some things today my parents um, met each other at bible college i feel like that's how far we'll go back um, they met each other at bible college and um, moved back down to north carolina so i was born and raised in the hills of north carolina love it in north carolina um, they raised me in church so i grew up um, in church got to be homeschooled up until I was about eighth grade. And then our church started a Christian school and got to go for high school at the Christian school. And, um, as far as my salvation, I did get saved under the preaching and, um, teachings at Bailey's Grove Baptist church here in North Carolina, uh, under John Shook. And so I got saved and, um, surrendered my life pretty early on, got to go to Christian camps and youth conferences and surrendered my life early on to be in what I've, you know, thought, you know, is full-time Christian service and being in the ministry. And that's been on my heart. Even when I was like in second grade, I remember being at junior camp and getting back and, um, going up to the platform, making a decision and, and telling the whole church, it was a small church. I was in a different church before Bailey's Grove, but telling the whole church, I'm going to be a pastor's wife one day, you know? And I look back on those little moments and even from my little girl heart thinking, you know, God was putting things in my heart like way back then. And so, um, yeah. So then after high school, I went and visited a couple Bible colleges and, um, ended up going to Hiles Anderson. And yes, my parents went there actually. Um, but I, I wasn't going there just to follow in their footsteps and they made it very clear. They were not pressuring me to just go follow in their footsteps, but they really wanted me to seek the Lord and get wisdom. But I, I did decide to go there just because I really appreciated all the circle of influence that was in my life up until that point Hmm. was from Hiles Anderson. And I thought I want to go get training (laughs) where they got it. And, 
So I have, I've graduated and I'm working on my master's right now Wow! and I'm really excited. So that's kind of where I'm at. I actually work for the college now. And, um, so I'm getting my master's, but I'm also on staff. You're also on yeah. staff. Now tell the people, how do you like, does working for, on staff kind of give you a different perspective of the college, like a different yes. view of it than just being a student? Absolutely. Okay. So I have to tell you this by, um, being on, I guess you could say the other side of not just being a student. Now I am on staff. Um, I, it's just so such a different world. Um, but my grandpa, uh, he told me this, he said, Leslie, when you're in, when you're inside the forest, all you can see are the nearby trees and you just, you know, you see this tree next to you here and you're walking along your little path. But then once you get outside the forest and you step way back, you see all the trees and it's big picture. (laughs) And I know that's such a small analysis, but (laughs) But that helped me so much. I think when you're in the thick of it, you have your own little world and your path that you take. And, you know, your few friends when on the outside of it. Now I look at everybody and the entire student body and I I am concerned and caring for so many more people than just my little world of friends that I had right. back in school. Um, so it's just been really amazing to get to be on the other side, I guess. Yeah. And, and be able to help and just really see the cause. Yeah. For Christ. So today we wanted to talk about uh, something that's a very hot topic in the Christian community, especially nowadays with how split and how divided uh, the church is and um, how some lines have gotten blurred over the years. Uh, We wanted to talk about modesty. And I know this is a very hot topic, and I'm going to give a little PSA. First and foremost, this isn't uh, an attack at anybody. This isn't uh, calling anybody out by name or anything specific or anything like that. Um, I'm going to give my perspective and my opinion on modesty as a man, and she's going to give her perspective and opinion on modesty as a woman. And we have scripture and everything like that. But what we say, it's not finite. I mean, just because um, you may have different standards with dress doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean that you're a bad Christian. We all have different ways of expressing our belief and we have other ways and we all have different ways of interpreting it. But I feel like there is a commonality that we can find and that we can stand upon, um, even as divided as other topics may make us. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to give that little disclaimer. Um, If you get offended, I'm sorry. Um, But you know, it's one of these conversations that needs to be had, you know, it's kind of avoided a lot, but yeah. So as a man, I think first and foremost, modesty, it's, it's a two way street, obviously like women have a different standard for modesty than men, but also at the same time, men kind of have it easier. You know, you don't, men don't have to wear skirts. Men don't have to wear dresses. Men don't have to worry about, you know, making sure things are at the knee or below type thing. You know what I mean? Like for a guy, it's really easy. Like I just put on slacks. I have to put on a shirt and a tie and, or, or whatever. But there also is for me personally, there's a line that I draw. Cause I, I like, I like my, 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 my outfits, my clothes to be comfortable, but there also, there are some times where it's like, tightening me it's like strangling me you know my mama always says she like you're walking out of the house like that she's like your pants are too tight i'm like mom it's fine you know what i mean so it's like with guys we don't necessarily have to worry about uh what we're exposing like skin wise or anything like that it's more so like how tight is our clothes to our body how defined is it making you know my arms or you know my my body or like my legs or whatever but i wanted to ask you how as a as a as a as a female as a lady how would you view modesty as as a lady if i could start off okay. with that viewing modesty as a lady so just automatically when i think of modesty 
I just, I kind of go back in time a little bit just to kind of think about what did people dress like, you know, years ago. And it hasn't been, I mean, it's just been in the last maybe a couple hundred years that things have really drastically changed for what women wear. And so I just automatically picture some type of, you know, long flowing dress, um, obviously very covered and, um, you know, certain lady parts are not exposed (laughs) and that that's just kind of what I just think, you know, just my thoughts. Um, because I've grown up in a Christian home and I've had godly women who've to me, you know, I've gotten to look to and just see their modesty and what they wear as modesty is. And so, yeah, um, I would just say that's just my mental picture, mm-hmm. like long flowing dress. Like that you know, was what you viewed way. as yeah. good modesty. That's what is good. So when I was in high school and growing up myself, um, I didn't really have it in my heart yet. What what was modesty to me? Mm-hmm. What did I decide? I actually don't remember making a decision or, you know, going to a camp and making a decision like I'm only going to wear skirts because that's all I had worn. I wasn't allowed to wear anything else like immodest, you know, what my parents, you know, labeled as modesty, you know. But growing up, you know, you, you start to see what the world wears. And, you know, I think social media, I mean, it's mm. in our face. Like, yeah. We, we end up comparing ourselves to people and like, well, they're getting away with that or they're wearing this yep. and they look good doing it. <laughs> so what the world um, is, you know, displaying is just appealing to us. And so I remember coming down uh, the stairs on a Sunday morning and I don't really remember what I was wearing, but I know I walked in the kitchen and my dad took a second look at me and he said, Leslie, I think you need to go talk to mom and you're probably going to need to change. And Oh man, in my heart, you know, my teenage girl heart, like I, I thought I looked good, you know, and I was so frustrated and probably running late. So I didn't want to take the extra time to have to go change. So my attitude and, you know, then my relationship with my parents is not going to be good because that's a rift between us then. And they're having to correct me. And I, you know, let me just go wear this, you know, what's the big deal? What's the issue? You know? And, you know, I never had a really big rebellious. You can ask my parents. (laughs) I don't think I was ever really, I didn't go through a rebellious stage, but I'm a thinker. And I think I dwelled on a lot of things in my heart. And luckily, you know, I would learn from the word and, you know, godly people and in our Christian school and examples that that really confirmed, no, what the Bible teaches and what God wants for us is right. And I think my heart had to change throughout you know, time. Right. Um, I'll jump to college and I was a waitress at a local restaurant in college and I wore a skirt, you know, and in Bible college, we're wearing skirts. So I wore a skirt, got to wear a skirt to work. And there was another um, church girl that worked there. Um, she wasn't a college student, but she worked there alongside me and we were known as the skirt girls. <laughs> and so I, you know, showed up to work every day, upbeat spirit. I could tell like when I got there, everybody was like, yay, Leslie's here and um, we're going to get work done. And, you know, I just try to keep a positive spirit. Um, but, you know, in that busy college schedule, you know, you're you're so busy, you're working hard, you're doing so many things that sometimes you don't have time to think. And like really assess like, Leslie, who are you? What are you doing in your life? Like, what do you believe? Um, So there was a couple, you know, days, you know, I'm just waitressing and people ask me, you know, why do you wear a skirt? And I honestly couldn't quite tell them an answer. And it Mm -hmm. bugged me. And I'm like, I got to get this down. Like, what am I going to tell people when they ask me, why do you wear a skirt? And one day 
this other church girl that um, I waitressed with, she came to work wearing pants. And the other waitresses that I worked with came up to me right away and they're like, hey, Leslie, um, you know, so-and-so is wearing pants now. Does that mean you're going to wear pants? It's funny how like they take, they see what another Christian does. And if they know you're a Christian, it's like it throws them for a loop because yes. they're like, why are they doing two separate things? You know? So in that moment, I couldn't answer her. I was like, is something inside my heart just started burning? Like, no, in that moment, you know, I kind of realized I absolutely do not do this for people or just to be an image or just to keep up something. I am not in that moment. I just realized, you know, and I didn't know what to tell the waitress at that moment, but I realized I wear skirts because I feel like this, what I do is what honors and please the Lord. Um, My own dress standards reflect how close I am trying to be to the Lord. Something amazing about the scripture is that you can pick up the Bible. Anybody can pick up the Bible, whether they just got saved. I can't really remember. I got saved in 2000. Uh, 2000, uh, 2008, yeah. <laughs> 2008. And I got saved and, um, I could pick up the scripture. You could pick up the scripture. We can all open it up and find something that grows us yes. from where we are. I think, you know, as we continue to grow cro- closer to the Lord, he shows us new things in scripture that he's like, Hey, I want you to change that for me. Do that for me. So that's something that on the side of, um, pleasing the Lord. That's why I wear a skirt. You know, I just want to truly please him. And, um, obviously it goes beyond just a skirt or how, how short is your skirt, Leslie? (laughs) Uh, You know, and you know what? I am not perfect. Who knows? Maybe, you know, I may mess up one day and, uh, might be out of line and I am happy and welcoming for someone to come up and please tell me like, Hey, that's probably not what you're trying to do right now, Leslie, like maybe correct that. Cause I love my iron sharp, iron sharpeneth iron friends. And I love that. I had great friends in college that helped me. So something else that I just want to say is the quote that I recently, I think I recently read it in the book. And, um, so I want to, I wish I could get, give credit exactly to who said this and wrote it, but I, I don't remember the name, but I wrote this down. It's in bold in my notes. It says the right guy is looking for someone he can be proud to be with because of her modesty. And that's something I'm single right now. And I just, I'm working at trying to be the best version of myself, but be ready, um, work on myself in all areas of life, you know, spiritual, you know, physical in my appearance. But that's some, that quote right there, the right guy is looking for someone he can be proud to be with because of her modesty. That is just sticking with me. And I feel like you know, I want to do this for the Lord, but also God wants me to, you know, be modest, you know, to make my future husband proud of me. Right. You know, I, I want to be, to be beside somebody. And he's just so proud that I dress modest. I have my own dress standards and, you know, that's something that's going to stick with me. And that will, that is something that would not change. If some guy said, I don't care what you wear or, you know, why don't, you should wear pants now. Like I would not do it because in my heart and up until this point in my life, that's what God has showed me to do. And that's truth to me. Do you think God reveals that aspect of being a Christian female in terms of wearing skirts, wearing dresses? Do you think that that differs from female to female? Because like, I know that's kind of a loaded question, but you see nowadays a a lot of time and it fires me up. Christian influencers, 
it's like, for me, it's like, they're no better than, you know, just the regular Joe Smo that posts themselves on Instagram. Yeah. They just happen to put a Bible verse in their caption. And so it's, you have, nowadays, you have a lot of these Christian influencers who, you know, are reading out of ESV, they're reading out of the NIV, they, they go to these contemporary churches and what they're posting on Instagram, they have millions of followers, they're professing that they're Christians, but then they're dressing like the world and it sends a double, it sends a message to the unsaved world. And then it's like, nowadays our generation is getting so caught up in the wave of well so-and-so's wearing it you know this person i follow on instagram is wearing it what about me so do you think that god to circle back to that question do you think Mm -hmm. that god reveals that like do you think he convicts y'all differently in terms of wanting to wear skirts and dresses absolutely we're all at different stages of life that's the beauty of mankind and you know god we're all so uniquely designed and made and, and God wants, he has a unique relationship with each one of us. And I think he joys in watching us all grow at different areas of our lives. So that's why, yes, we are all, you know, for me, it wasn't until college where some girls, like maybe they made a decision in high school or earlier on, or maybe they've struggled with it for a while. And, and now they're just finally making a decision and figuring out what they believe and what they are wanting to do for the Lord. Yeah. So yes, definitely that's something that is just different across the board with, with girls and and women. I wanted to um, say Romans 12, two says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So right there it says, and I know it's talking about our mind, but back at the beginning, it just says, be not conformed to this world. I mean, when you think of something that is conformed to something, that means like something is looking like something else and it's looking the same, right? Yeah. (laughs) So if we are being conformed to this world, you know, we're, we're picking up on all the trends and trying to, you know, stay just, you know, we're, we're focusing on ourselves. We're focusing on what we look like and how we can, you know, we're going to please men and what we look like to other men when we know also we know, you know, God looks on our hearts. Right. But that verse that says, you know, man looks on the outside and God looks on the heart that is not giving permission, you know, Oh, God doesn't care about what you write. That's not giving permission. It's just showing that maybe Christians who are, you know, wearing the skirt where, where maybe their Christian leadership have set the line, you know, maybe they're wearing, you know, they're, they're modest within the lines, but their heart's not in it. And I will say I was there. I was absolutely there, you know, wearing, wearing what, you know, I was supposed to as a Christian in our, in my realm. Um, I will, I will definitely say, I feel like Christian realms and different churches are going to have different standards and, you just have to really assess, you know, if you're, you're going to, you know, think about joining a church or being in ministry somewhere. That's something that I definitely would look at. And yeah, you got to address that. Um, but yeah. So, you know, be not conformed. We're supposed to be different mm-hmm. and stand out. And I, at this point in my life, I'm, I'm very proud to, you know, uh, today I walked in a, a store and you know, I have a skirt on and, you know, a man, I was wearing a USA. It's 4th of July today. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. By the way. Um, I walked in and a man just said, wow, H- happy Independence Day. <laughs> and, and I just could, like, he was looking at my skirt and yeah. I, I walked in. 
something is whenever I dress modestly, this is just a little side note. Yeah. When I, when I dress modestly and you know, I wear to me what I feel modest and I could probably grow. I know I could probably grow from what I am, where I'm at right now in my modesty journey, so to speak. Um, it gives me confidence. And I know girls are desperate for that. Girls are so always trying to feel more confident or, you know, they have so many insecurities, but they're trying to fight and get out of those insecurities. And I feel like God has already given us the gift of modesty. And if we were to dress modestly according, you know, to what, you know, the Bible teaches us individually, if we, if we did what honored the Lord, that just gives us so much confidence. And I, I just, I honestly feel confident. I'd much rather not be trying to adjust my skirt all the time or like pull my shirt up and, you know, feeling insecure, but on edge just to look cool. That is something I don't want to have to go through day to day. Yeah. Um, you know, and if, if I've been taught what's true and God has taught me some things and I know what's right and I don't do it, then of course I'm going to be in turmoil and I'm going to feel insecure because I know what's right. Right. So I think there Proverbs 30 uh, verse 11, there's a generation that doth curse at their father and doth not bless their mother. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. I went, many of you know, I went to public high school. And so for me, I, you know, I was a closeted Christian for a long time, for, for almost a majority of my high school career. But towards the end of my high school career, I found that there were other Christians around my circle. And I have a very wide variety of Christian friends. I have some that are in traditional Baptist churches and, you know, more traditional uh, conservative churches. I have other ones that a lot of them go to, you know, modern contemporary churches. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. They're some of the most on fire for God I've ever seen, uh, people I've ever met in my life. Um, but I'll just give an example. So when I went to high school, there was this Christian girl and she went to a church in one of our neighboring towns in Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, she wore pants and she wore pants on Sunday and everything like that. And um, I didn't really think much of it because, again, at that time, I didn't really care about the Bible. I didn't really care. I was just doing the motions. I was going through the motions. I was doing school and stuff. And I was kind of going through my rebellious stage up back then. So, again, I really, really, it really didn't, you know, raise uh, an alarm on my radar that she was wearing pants or anything like that. I just didn't care. And then, um, but then when I started to get back into church and I started looking more at my own modesty, I would notice the one thing I would notice is that any of my friends that any girls that I'm friends with that go to contemporary churches, modern churches, non-denominational churches, things like that. Um, they wear pants, you know, they have no issue with wearing pants. Um, they're expressing their faith in, um, they, they do some of the same things. They're still soul winning, you know, they're still going to the mission field and stuff, but they just don't believe that wearing pants is a sin. But also on the flip side, I notice there's more conflict. And if from personally, as a guy, what I've noticed is if a lady is wearing pants, if she's, I don't want to say she's slacking in that area, but it usually is an indicator that they're slacking in another area. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for example, the same girl, she wears pants to church, but also, you know, she has a boyfriend now and she'll post pictures with her boyfriend and they're hugging each other and all, uh, all up on each other and stuff like that. And so again, the Bible is very clear and that's good for a man not to touch a woman. So again, so it's just one of those things. If if you're slacking in one area, it's usually because you're slacking yeah. in another area. And it's, you may not think people know, but it's, you're giving it off by giving it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so one of the bigger things for me is I used to not care if a girl wore pants. I honestly, all I, you know, I just was worried that she was saved. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, we'll cross the other bridges when we get there. But nowadays it's like, 
I'm taking a deeper look at modesty and it's like, okay, how serious am I going to take a stand for? And I'm not going to say, y'all know, I don't like the front of my pilot. Like, I don't. I like to keep it a buck. I'm still learning what my standard is and I'm still developing what I view modesty in, how, 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 how deeply I take that. I'm still learning it and I'm still developing that. So I'm not going to sit here and say I have a rock solid idea and rock solid view of what modesty is. Cause I really don't, cause I'm still learning it, but I think it's an important conversation to have because again, it might help somebody else um, who may not think modesty is that big a deal, take it more seriously. And going into the next topic in modesty in the 21st century, how have you seen um, from the time that your parents were at Bible college and young people and growing up, it was a different culture even World War II, that era of Vietnam, the ladies wore dresses. Right. When they were in the munitions factories, they were wearing dresses and yeah. everything like that. And really, I think it shifted maybe in the 70s or 80s. Uh, ladies started wearing pants and things like that. And that was a big culture shock. You know, yeah. if a lady wore pants, she was a rebel, you know. Yes. You know, her marriage must have not been good or she was a harlot or running the streets or whatever. And I feel like the ladies really got a bad rap Absolutely. during that time period and it kind of painted a lot of conservatives and a lot of Christians in a bad light because it was like, well, they think I'm a bad person just because I wear pants. So I kind of want to touch on that. Uh, immodesty in the 21st century. What do you, what are your, what are your thoughts and opinions on that? So, um, I feel like many more women were trying to make a career for themselves and, you know, they were striking out. That's kind of that feminist movement. Mm -hmm. And, so obviously God created us equal. We are equal, yes, but we have unique, special roles for yeah. each of us for men and women have roles. So I, uh, yes, the start of immodesty came from women who didn't trust God with who they were made to be. Right. Um, I just feel like common ladies, you know, they, did we not learn what happened to Eve? Yeah. In the garden, when the devil tempted her, he told her that she could be wiser and better. So literally, I mean, it's the devil's attack on women. And, um, you know, they lost sight. I think it's sad. They lost sight of their great purpose as a woman, as a as a wife and who God God made them to be. I feel like that's what happened. They just lost sight of, you know, who they were made to be. Um, I want something I've just I think about. I mean, imagine, you know. Parents, two parents, a man and a wife in a home. If they're both wearing pants, the wife is wearing pants, the dad is wearing pants, and maybe their little child, you know, growing up, maybe a little toddler sitting on the floor. I mean, all he sees, he he, he may not be able to verbally speak yet, but he's taking in so much by sight. And if he sees two parents wearing pants, he doesn't even know their roles yeah. as two different people, you know, as a mom and a dad, you know? Um, I mean, we still have signs, thank the Lord, that are, you know, you see the little woman wearing a dress yep, and the yep. men, you know, in pants, that's our, we're distinct. We're, we're just unique. And so. I feel like the world nowadays trying to blur that very heavily blur that line yeah. and trying to bring together um, the gender roles when yeah. God has clearly defined what a man is and what a woman is. Yeah. And in Deuteronomy 22, it says, the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a women's garment mm -hmm. for all you guys that like to wear dresses, like knock it off. Like, mm -hmm. that's not it. Like, it's not a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Like, please stop. Like, you're not cool. You're not setting a trend. It's a sin and it's wickedness. And it's going against what God deemed yeah. was right for a man to wear. And I think nowadays 
and and I love what your pastor said last night uh, or yesterday morning in Sunday morning service. He said uh, he was going in about the kind of started going off on a little tangent and he was like, man, you wouldn't make a good lady and ladies, you would not make a good man. Right. And I love I just that's it's simple. It's simple. It's to the point. So, um, yeah. Um, so I, I had I came across recently, I was just discussing modesty with a girl who's trying to figure out what she believes right. for herself in modesty and Ephesians six, five through seven says servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Okay. So imagine this, you know, me, you know, a student in high school, maybe, my masters at that time, you know, are my parents, but right. they're also our school and church leadership. Those That's are right. our masters. So wherever you're under in ministry, you know, we do that and we obey with our flesh, but the Bible says to do it as unto Christ. So whatever someone has put over you, if, as long as it is right and, you know, according to the Bible, we're supposed to do that as unto Christ. And then the next verse, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. <laughs> um, it's It just goes back to what what's in your heart and your relationship to the Lord. That's what it all goes back to. Um, you know, I know we're not really drawing lines as, right. as we're talking right now. You know, someone could say, well, well, what is modesty or what, what is, you know, immodest for a woman to wear? I mean, there's so much, the verse you just read that says men don't put on the woman's apparel. Does the Bible go and give a breakdown yeah. of what, women's what is apparel? A woman apparel? No, right. But by us just going through the entire Bible and Proverbs is so packed full and just so many, you know, examples and, you know, Bible characters that we can look at. Um, we can know what God was pleased with in the scripture and, you know, what was, you know, the blessings that came from those, you know, circumstances and people. Um, the next verse just says, um, so verse seven with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not unto men. Um, that, that to me, I just found these verses and I said, Ooh, it doesn't even talk about modesty in those verses, but I just felt like whatever's put in you know, place, you know, we're in church or we're in a ministry, whatever's been put, let, let's uh, for sure be at that standard. But our standard above all is Jesus Christ. Amen. He set the bar high. Yeah. We can, ne we're never going to be able to reach that high and get there, but let's at least strive and not stay down low and do our own little thing on the, you know, let, let's strive to, yeah. to be better, always be growing. I think that's the main thing. I think also it's important. Guys, you're not off the hook here. This Don't just think this episode is about ladies. Yeah, all right, this is about y'all too. For me personally, I know a lot of Christian guys that love going to the gym. I love going to the gym. There was a time where I'd go to the gym. I was wearing at the time, I think it was like 2020. It was the five inch seam shorts were in. They were the wave that every guy wanted to wear out. You would go out in the summer. Almost every guy you came across was wearing the five inch seam pants, like hugging his thigh and everything like that. And the guys know what I'm talking about when that comes to that. But um, in the gym, it was the five inch seams. It was the, um, you know, bat, like the long shorts that like touched your knee and went down. Uh, weren't They weren't cool looking, especially in the gym. And like guys were wearing tank tops and stuff like that. For me personally, I mean, it a point that my gym is there's a lot of old people that go to the go to my gym there's not a lot of young ladies there's not a lot of young people regardless i go to my gym but even then i won't go to the gym with a tank top on where it reveals you know my arm um if there's other people in there if i'm by myself and i'm working at myself and i know i'm by myself 
I wear a tank top because it's just me, it's myself. But then I stopped. I threw away my five inch because I had those really short shorts. They were shorts, and I threw them away because I was like, I'm not. I shouldn't be wearing that. You know what I mean? That was just a personal conviction for me. Um, but then I started wearing like a little bit longer shorts, or I'd wear my joggers and stuff like that to work out. Um, if I'm playing basketball at the church and it's a men and boys basketball game, you know, I know a lot of guys that come that go to, that I go to church with, you know, we're wearing shorts, we're in tank tops and stuff because it's just us guys. And that's something I took to heart because it was like, if there's a lady in there, like this last time, there was uh, one of the guys, it was, he doesn't go to our church, but he's a friend of one of our guys that go to church. Anyways, so he invited this guy, this guy brings his girlfriend. So it's like 15 guys playing basketball and it's one lady. All right. For me personally, this is just me personally. I was wearing a tank top before she walked in. And then the guy came in. He was like, hey, guys, is it cool if I bring my girlfriend in? And so I was like, okay, let me cover up. And so I put on a T-shirt. You know what I mean? Just to cover that up. And it's just a personal conviction for me. I don't want I don't want to... Because, again, it goes both ways. Like, a girl can be wearing something immodest, and it makes a guy lust after her. It goes to respect. Yes. You are respecting someone else by respecting yourself. Like... Putting on something modest, I will tell you this. I, I was sitting a little bit uh, sloppy on our bar stool at our <laughs> house, um, and my mom walked in the kitchen, and we. I was talking to my mom, and she said, "Leslie, you know, uncross your legs or sit right." And I thought, "Mom, it's just you." I mean, that that goes into yeah. modesty, maybe even among family, but it goes back to the whole thing of you're respecting someone else mm-hmm. by you dressing modestly. You're respecting someone else. You're respecting everybody. I mean, each other. Yeah. And there's not a lot of that going on. And there's so much, I mean, people want respect. I'm like, well, maybe let's start off with dressing modestly. So we're first of all, respecting each other's bodies yeah. and person. Yeah. And I think that's, that respect has been lost, especially nowadays as now, if I would, I would get called out if I were to hold a door open for a lady out of respect, you know, it's like, what, I can't hold the door. You know, I've had that happen. Like I hold the, I hold a door open for a lady. What was she wearing? She gets upset. You know, she, and I'm, I'm assuming she probably wasn't saved considering the fact that she came at me the way she did. Um, but, uh, yeah. So nowadays that you try to give respect as a guy, a guy tries to give respect to a girl and a girl tries to give respect to a guy. And it's just, people just feel like you're being stuck up if you try and, you know, show them a little respect and a little kindness. But I feel like the modesty topic goes way deeper than just what's good to wear and what's yeah Yeah. it goes way deeper because what you wear on the outside it's an expression of what where your heart's at on the inside if i'm walking out in the open i'm wearing a tank top shorts type thing and if i'm like short shorts like a hug in my thigh or if i'm wearing super tight skinny jeans or skinny khakis or something like that that's hugging my legs that's really you know that's really like taking the the line and throwing it out the window like I'm doing a disservice to somebody else. Like if I, there's one of my, if there's another guy that looks at me and he, you know, he kind of gets jealous, like, man, that guy looks good. Or there's a lady that looks at me and it's like, oh, he looks good. You know, I don't want, I don't want to be the stumbling block for somebody else. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like nowadays it goes way deeper into your heart. Cause it's like what you wear is an expression of where your heart's at. Like you can be so full of pride and that be, um, expressed in what you wear, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, uh, Let's see. I'm going to turn to Titus 2, verse 11 and 12, and just say this. When you seek after God with all your heart, you will know what he wants for you. When you just seek him, just go all in and seek him. He's not going to keep what you know his purpose for you is like to himself. He wants you to know so you can fulfill it. So he, he wants that for you. Titus 2, 11 and 12 just says, 
For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live so- soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. <laughs> I just love that. So um, just kind of wrapping up, you know, just what God wants for us, you know, um, something else. Um, just when a woman dresses immodestly, it is, and I think I've said this, but it is because she truly does not know how valued she is by God. If girls just knew how valued they were, yeah. you know, they'd protect themselves. We dress mo- more modestly. Um, I, I know she, this, you know, who I'm describing, she may not know God. So there's so many women, you know, out there, they don't know, they yeah. don't know what's right, maybe. And that's, a, you know, that's not their fault all the time, but yeah. they may not know God, but. Um, where, where she is at in her spiritual growth will be reflected on the outside. Um, so that's something I think about. Um, I have more guys than girls say, man, Leslie, that's a nice dress. Uh, Um, I have a lot of guys, you know, compliment and, and I'm not trying to get the praise of men at all, but I can just tell that dressing modest, modestly gives the right message. And it's a good testimony of who I am and who I represent. And I said, who I represent with a capital W, that's God. Yeah. I represent God. Um, the me- That message is, I know enough about my value in Christ that it brings me to respect myself and respect others, which is what we were we were talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. I think there's a lot of um, um, young ladies at my church that are a part of our uh, youth group and just come on Sundays for teen church and stuff like that. And even the ones that go to junior church, I work very, I'm very heavily involved with our youth ministry at my church and everything like that. And so I, I preface that by saying this, there are a lot of young ladies that come to my church that wear pants. They wear jeans. They come off the buses or, you know, their church parents bring them and they, they wear pants. I don't view that as they're wicked, exactly. you know, they, they, you know, whatever. They don't deserve to be blessed. I honestly, I overlook it because they're young. They're learning. I They barely know how to tell somebody about Jesus type thing. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have anybody coming to church if we had rules like that. Exactly. So I don't want anybody to think, you know, just because you wear pants, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. doesn't mean you're a bad Christian. Again, like we said before, everybody has different, um, everybody has different convictions when it comes to what they wear. And just because I wear something a certain way and you wear something a certain way, doesn't mean we can't cooperate and doesn't mean we can't grow in Christ together. And like, again, those late, those young ladies at my church, like I don't like they wear pants and that's like, I don't, look at that and be like, man, there's, you know, like they're dirty, rotten, no good sinners type. No, they're young ladies. They're learning. You know, a lot of them come from broken homes Mm -hmm. and that's something else that I kind of want to touch on for me personally, the people that have the biggest problem with modesty dressing the right way, there's usually an either an absent parent in the home or very toxic and bad parents Mm -hmm. in the home as a guy. I didn't have a dad growing up. That's pretty obvious. I make tons of dad jokes. That's how I cope with it. Um, But I personally, a dad should teach his son how to dress. I think that's biblical. I don't have a verse for it off rip, but I'm pretty sure there's one in the Bible. Um, Train up a child in the way he should go. Correct. My, if my dad was active, I would have had, I would have expected him to teach me the rights, the right way to dress and and like shown me the wrong ways that a guy can dress. And I feel like, you'll have the biggest issue with dressing the right way and dressing proper if you have an absent parent in the household. And I think that's a very, that's a very big factor that a lot of people don't touch on and don't, I don't know if they don't want to acknowledge it or what, but 
hey, if a girl has an absent dad in the household, she's going to look for validation in other men. And that need for validation will cause her to wear skimpier clothing and vice versa for a guy. If a Mm -hmm. guy doesn't have a dad in his life, he's going to, for me personally, I was super insecure. I was like, why did both of my pops, like, why did they both leave? You know what I mean? Like, what was so wrong with me? And you can only tell a kid that it's not their fault so many times Mm -hmm. before they just tune that excuse out. You know what I mean? And so for me, when I got to high school and I really found the gym, I was like, I'm going to make my dad. That's literally like part of the, part of my fuel for going to the gym was I'm going to make my dad regret for regret leaving me because I'm going to turn into such a beast. I'm going to be jacked that he's going to look at me the next time we meet. And I'm, he's going to be like, man, I missed out on this kid's life. And that stems from anger. Mm-hmm. And that affected my outward appearance because yeah. I wanted to walk around. I want everybody to see that I was jacked, that I went to the gym. I wanted everybody to see I had ripped arms and I had, you know, I didn't have chicken wing legs, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, but then after a while, the Lord got a hold of my heart and convicted me about that. And it was like, D, you got to let that go. And it was the root cause of that wasn't the fact that I wanted to dress improper. It was that need of anger fueling that desire to look a certain way yeah. so I can make a statement. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's a, one of the biggest things in church right now is like people have very roots, root sins that are deep rooted in their heart that is then affecting other areas yes. of their life. Yeah. So. I think also, um, like maybe a woman's side of, I don't have that story like you, um, of just, you know, I have had both godly parents in my life teaching and training me. Um, and you know, maybe I, at times, you know, took it for granted for sure. Um, I'm so appreciative and thankful of it now. Um, but I think of the story of Hosea. Yes. Yes. My word. God told Hosea to marry (laughs) Marry a a harlot. harlot. Yep. Yep. And so obviously, that's crazy. We, I mean, the Bible talks about, you know, do not put on the apparel of a harlot or, you know, it talks about that. So she was a harlot. So she did not dress modestly. And this was a man of God. God told him to, you know, marry her and take her as his wife. And I've read that story and I've literally cried because it's just such a beautiful story of, you know, just God's grace and his love, unconditional love. He had to go buy his wife back. She left him. Yeah. He had to go buy her back. That was crazy. Go get, you know, she wanted more attention and, you know, sell herself. She did not. That's something I wrote down. She, she did not feel deserving of probably love and respect and honor. And so I just, a thought that I have is some women don't feel deserving of being honored by dressing modestly. When you dress modestly, you know, it, you're different. I mean, you, you are covered. It's something, it's like a, it's sacred. It's unique. It's, um, so some women don't feel, I think that's what, you know, Hosea's wife, she probably didn't feel deserving of, um, you know, love and respect. And I know, you know, that, that whole story is not necessarily about modesty, but just a thought. Some women don't feel deserving. Um, but God in his grace will show his love and unconditional love and, And they just have to see that. Again, that goes back to you are valued. Women and men are valued by God. And he has, you know, unique purposes. Yes, ma'am. And I really think go along with Hosea and his wife. I think of Rahab, the harlot. Joshua saved Rahab. She didn't have, she was a harlot on the wall. She didn't have to save them. She didn't have to hide them from the men of Jericho. Mm -hmm. She chose to. And regardless of whatever other decisions she made in her in her life up until that point god still used her to save his men and then in turn that saved not just her life but her family's Mm -hmm. life because it says god saved rahab the harlot Mm -hmm. and it was like rahab again 
she literally her title was the harlot yeah. so it was like you could kind of infer she probably didn't dress you know right or yes. anything you know since she was a harlot but god still used her you know just because you wear pants just because you dress a modest it doesn't mean god can't use you god might use you to convict somebody else like man i can't and again i'm not trying to point fingers or nothing like that i'm just keeping it a buck god might use you to convict somebody else and say, if that's what the standard is for a Christian, I want to raise that bar. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. I see a lot of these social media Christian influencers. They're guys and girls, both like these guys, they'll post shirtless pics on the gram type thing. And then, you know, the next post, they'll be fully clothed on a Sunday and they have a Bible verse. And I like, God, you just posted a pic, like you're yeah. shirtless, you're topless. You know, because how- man does look on the outward appearance, exactly. it, it reflects what's in their heart. Yeah. I mean, and I think when I see that, I get fired up because I'm like, that's the stand. That's what young Christian men think. That's what being a Christian man is. It's being able to take your shirt off. It's being confident in the body God gave you. You can be confident in the body God gave you without revealing it to the world. Yes. You can. And so when I see that, I get fired up and that just convicts me more to, take the standard and raise it high. I love that song, you know, mm-hmm. raise the standard, lift it high. Like, um, the Thren family sings that. And I, I, I just love the message of that song. You take the standard and you raise it higher mm-hmm. than the previous generation that came before us. You know what I mean? And I think in first Timothy chapter two, I'm just going to jump into that first, uh, in like manner also that women adore them, adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shame faceness and sobriety not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array but which becometh women professing godliness with good works and if you go to the bible app and you go to niv or the esv that those verses are very much construed they're very they're twisted uh niv First Timothy chapter two, verse number nine. I also want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, adorning themselves, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. That verse 10, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. In the King James Bible, it says, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. Right. That. And it's not saying that we can't wear jewelry and we can't have nice hair or get our hair done. And, you know, it's just it says, you know, shamefacedness and sobriety, like in your heart, like it's not all about that. But, you know, that becometh a woman. So it's not saying against it, but it's just saying that's not what makes you a woman. That's not what ultimately matters. Um, But it's not saying don't because if we did kind of like take that verse literally like none of us would be wearing makeup i mean that's where there are some denominations and cults that get into that and they do not do anything um you know women no nail polish no makeup no jewelry yeah they don't wear anything no even drab colors they're (laughs) (laughs) They're not allowed to wear certain colors but you know what It, it, it is in our heart and i think god god teaches that again that's going back to just he he puts you know, what he wants for you in his word. And he's going to show it to you. Just got to read it and got to look into it. And I, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, at this, at this point, I think I'm ready to ask you some questions, Dean. Yeah. Um, there I've, I've written some things down. Like, I would want to ask a guy, like, let's say I was on a date and I want to ask him some things. Okay. Yeah. That is how funny. That's my next topic. Oh. It was dating with opposing standards. <laughs> okay. So okay. if hopefully yeah. these questions line I up. No, absolutely. Okay. So 
So when you are dating, is modesty important to you? Very much so. Back in the day, if you were to ask me back in like 2018, 2019, I would have said, not really, as long as she said. And Nowadays, what has changed? What was the diff- What has changed for that? It was honestly, it was my walk. It was just the fact that I got more in the word. Right. And from me getting into the word, the Lord transformed my mind. And so he matured me up to realize that modesty is a big deal. It yeah. is important. So if I'm going, I did, all right, I'm going to keep it a buck. Y'all can flame me later. I went on a date with a girl. She went, I met her at a wedding. I got set up with her at, at a wedding at a friend of mine that I was DJing. And, um, this was back in 2020, I think. Um, and so we got set up. She was a Christian. She saved, um, great girl, great soul winner, um, on fire for the Lord. Uh, but she went to a local non-denominational church. And obviously I went to a Baptist church and we both knew that that was a bridge we were going to have to cross, but we went, on, we went on three dates. On the third date, she came wearing jeans and everything like that. And I was like, a little bit taken like, aback. Oh, Even at that man. time, I was, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh man, like this, if I were to bring it to church, I was like, you know, it's like, if I bring it to church, like, you know, like other people are going to be, you know what I mean? Um, so we both came to the agreement that it wasn't going to work. We both came to, and it was because we both had two separate standards on not just modesty, but other things, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think it's very, it is possible for Christians to be mature enough to date people with opposing standards, but mm-hmm. be also mature enough to realize, Hey, it's not going to work. So let's just stop it here. You know? Right. right. That's awesome. Okay. So I also want to say this, I, uh, girls that are listening, I think that if you are dating somebody, you should know that he does. I mean, do you just express that it does matter what, Oh, you know, oh, what the girl now, now obviously you're dating, you're not married, so yeah. you're not her husband yeah. yet, but I think girls should find out does does he care about what you wear and is it, does he have a good perspective of what it should be? And does he, does modesty matter to him, you know, in himself and for you? I think, I think that's something like I would look for. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not controlling for a guy to have these things that he shouldn't just leave that up to the girl. I I don't think that that's, I mean, that might be my opinion, but I Mm -hmm. don't think that um, guys should say, well, whatever she wants. No, you have your own opinion. You you have your own standards that not, not just opinions, but have your own standards set. Um, you know, obviously give each other grace when it's needed, but, (laughs) but I definitely think that I'm, I'm glad you think that's important. (laughs) Okay. So the next thing is, um, this is a little, little personal and just like really deep down, um, just to think about, but God has designed men to be attracted to women by sight. So, God's word says that a man will leave his father and mother and his past life, so to speak, to be with and cleave to his wife. Man's instincts are rightly given by God, but man still must find discipline and guard his mind and heart. Um, So how can we as Christian women help you guys with (laughs) this strong temptation? Oh, boy. Um, How can we help you? (laughs) guys, I'm not speaking for all of us. Please do not come at me after this post. But for me personally, it's, it's, it's a double, it's a two way street. It's not how we can help you. It's not all on the women. You know, I guess dressing the right way, you know what I mean? Dressing the right way, not having tight clothing, not having, you know, I have to be very careful about how, yeah, not, not wearing revealing clothing and things like that. Um, because look, I'm finna expose us guys right now. Us guys, most guys. We need to know. We girls need to know so we can help you for real. Most guys, I'm going to be honest. Most guys, I'm not saying all the, every guy, 
But most guys that aren't in a relationship, and even got some guys that are in a relationship, they're still we're starved for attention. We want attention because nowadays we don't really get a lot of attention, especially in an affectionate way. So a girl could be dressing the perfect way, the modestly way, but it it might be just we're emotional guys. You know what I mean? We might like just get a little bit of ahead of ourselves and it's not anything that the girl's doing. It's what the guy's feeling and hit in and his inability to control his emotions. So I, I say that because yes, a lady can help us by, you know, not wearing revealing things, not um, wearing skimpy clothing and things like that. But also at the same time, guys have to control. We have to control ourselves. We do. We can't just expect to walk into a building, especially with unsafe people and expect them to share the same standards as us. What's practical ways that you do that then? For me personally, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I will look a girl directly in her eyes. And if I'm not, if I'm not, if she's unsaved and she's not wearing, if she, whatever, I'm looking at her eyes. Yeah. If I'm not looking at her eyes, I'm looking at the background. I'm, I'm looking to the side. I'm looking up, down type thing in, in the natural flow of the conversation yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not making it awkward or weird or anything, but not allowing my eyes to be fixated on her body mm-hmm. because then I'm fixated on her body and then bam. Devil's got me. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be thinking about that the rest of the day. Um, Also, at the same time, if I'm a guy, there are a lot of my friends that are unsaved. They have partners. They have girlfriends, you know? I will never be alone. I I made it a point never to be alone in a closed room with a lady. Mm -hmm. I made that a personal, I made that personal decision. So when I'm around them, I'm always around the guy. I try to be around the guy 100% of the time. You know, if I'm passing the girl in passing, I might say, hi, hello. And I keep walking. You know what I mean? But I never want to allow myself to be caught in that position where somebody might think something else is going on. And then at the same time, I'm, when I'm around a guy and a girl, they're a couple, I'm addressing the guy. I'm talking to the guy. I'm shaking the guy's hand. Now, if the girl comes up, if she's, you know, she'll shake my hand or whatever. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm talking to the guy. My body, like, I'm, my body's facing the guy. I'm looking at the guy, not looking at his girlfriend. You know what I mean? So it's just different. Guys have different ways of doing it. For me personally, if I'm talking, and I have a lot of female friends, I will, I have a lot of few, some of my best friends are females. You know what I mean? I have a lot of respect for them, so I won't allow myself, as much as they're my friends, they're still females, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have enough respect for them that I won't allow myself to look at them in that way. I, I, I don't look at, I look at their face, I look at their eyes, and if I'm looking, not looking at them, I'm not looking at their, at their body. You know, it's just, a lot of it is self-control on the guy's part, but I know that yeah. was kind of a loaded answer. That's but, awesome, though. You yeah. did great, yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, throw them at me, D. Ask me away, ask questions. Um, <laughs> what would you consider dating somebody that has an opposing dress standard that maybe doesn't care um what you wear that doesn't care if you wear pants that doesn't care whatever but it's not like he's going to force you to not wear pants but it's not like he cares if you wear pants you know what i mean yes okay so i will say i went on a a, a couple dates with a guy that what you just said about he had kind of a no care attitude about some things that's definitely him but hey he asked me out. So I, I dress modestly. Yes, ma'am. I feel like that him asking me out was his first step to show me that maybe he was interested in something maybe good or, or better than maybe what he has had in the past. Um, so to me, that's what I immediately think of. I'm like, okay, well he did ask me. Um, and I, maybe he does know I have good standards. So to me, that's the first sign that maybe he was wanting to, to change or be better or grow. Okay. So that's my first thought with that. Um, 
But I, I would definitely, you know, girls don't hide that if, if you know, a guy, um, you know, has opposing dress standards, you know, don't you be quiet and conform. I mean, listen, I mean, definitely don't just throw it all out there. And, and you know, maybe you want to be respectful to that person because that's another child of God and another human being, you know, be respectful. But I, I think, you know. I'm always a person to give grace and give somebody a chance. I just kind of have that personality, but I believe in people and I feel like I would definitely give them a chance, um, but not change what, what my own standards are. You know, they, they say don't settle for less than God's best, yeah. right. Um, for you. Um, so I, I would definitely want to see his heart. I, I would want to see where he's getting that from and kind of listen and figure out, you know, why he maybe believes that way and kind of like try to put myself in his shoes and understand, but also still stay firm in what I believe and what God has taught me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you say, is that a first date, second date, third date conversation where you guys bring up standards or is that first date? I want to know who I'm talking to. I want to know who's taking me on a date. Like when, at what point in the dating process do you bring up those standards? Yeah, I know that that is such a loaded question too, because (laughs) you know what? You know, high schoolers, they, they say they're in a dating relationship. Is that something that is absolutely necessary to talk about when they're in high school? Maybe not, because like maybe that relationship's not even going to last. I think questions when you're saying, when do you bring that up? I mean, it's not just step one, two, three. It's, it's you know, maybe your ages or your spiritual growth. Maybe you're on the same spiritual level. And those kind of questions just automatically are going to come out. And you're going to talk about that maybe because it's what you're passionate about or what you believe in your heart. Like, what you believe in your heart is going to come out just kind of naturally. So I, I don't know what to say to that in a way, because, you know, we all know, you know, some couple should not be dating because we know maybe hey, that's man, not going to work come out. On um, so it's just different for each couple. Yes, Honestly, ma'am. if it's important to you, bring it up. Yeah. Go ahead. Bring that up. If that's something important to you, you don't want to go later on down the road. Uh, the, the guy that I did, I did talk to for a while. I, I didn't talk to him past three dates. Yeah. I feel like you you should know some things in at least three dates. Okay, yeah. I think you should be able to know, um, you know, some of those things just naturally. I, I would just say, you know, give him a chance, but but get to know what you need to know to to be able to you know proceed with that friendship relationship. You know, right. so right. Well, that was that. Do you have any other questions for me? I don't think so, but I do want to just lastly sum yeah. up my, you know, I know I'm saying my opinions. I, I love the scriptures and I am continually, excitingly learning um, new things and God is teaching me. And who knows, maybe there will be a future, you know, part two of this yeah. <laughs> and we will even have grown more, which is so 100%. exciting. Um, but I just want to say the heart of what I believe about my personal dress. And I know I just said my personal dress. That's because I want Here's what I personally believe. I want every single one of you girls and guys out there to know what you personally believe and literally seek God so hard that you know what he wants for you in these areas. But the heart of what I believe about my personal dress is that I want to do what ultimately pleases God. I mean, we're here on earth to glorify him. Right. Um, you know, he has had a plan for us and, you know, we wouldn't want to distort that plan or mess it up, you know. Um, but if if God chose that my soul and spirit would be a woman in human flesh, then I will dress like a woman according to God's fashion as he sees fit. He chose me. I'm a woman. I mean, 
Um, I know there's that whole, what is a woman? Going on, you know? <laughs> really, yeah. We've got, you know, we just had pride month. Oh yep. my word. I am so proud. Time. <laughs> I have so much pride in my heart that God chose me yeah. to be who I am. And I'm excited to continue out life in, um, you know, just fulfilling that role that he has chosen uniquely for me. So now I have some young ladies and young men that are listening. Lastly, what if they're, if, if I'm a young Christian, I'm trying to figure out where my standard lies on modesty, where's a good place to start? Definitely reading the scripture. Number one, start, start seeking after God first, because I know, you know, they will say, you know, uh, you don't have to go to church to know God. Okay. That that's true. You know, number one, read the scripture, but do go to church. And if, you know, just really be looking and God is not going to hide it from you. If you are searching, he's going to put it right there. He's going to put a godly figure or a godly example in your path. We have, you know, pastors and pastor's wives to look to. And yes, they're not perfect at all. And they will say that, but, but they are there and God has chosen them to be. And that goes back to, you know, that one verse, Ephesians um, six, five, six, and seven, just that there are masters and we look to them in human flesh, but we, we do what we do as unto Christ. Um, but I would say, you know, if you're in high school and maybe you're in a public school, I, yeah. I don't know what that's like to have that pressure of being, you know, kind of alone in that. And maybe, you know, you're trying to be modest and going to school and but God has great rewards to those who sacrifice and live for him. Yeah. I know that for sure. So um, take a stand. You, you'll never regret that. You'll always, even though it hurts, and you may get beat up. You're going to walk out stronger and Amen. God's going to, God's going to bless you for that. Um, but being, you know, be in church, surround yourself by, you know, godly leadership, make it a point to get close to people who, you know, walk with the Lord. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's great, Leslie. I think one last thing, and then we'll wrap it up. To my young ladies and my young men that are listening, especially the ones that are in public school and maybe come from a broken home, do not give up the standard. You take that standard, you raise it high. If you're a young lady and you're in public school, you wear. If you're if you want to wear a skirt, you wear a skirt. Don't let the crowd bully you into thinking that you are weird for wanting to wear a skirt. I want you to walk into that building with pride, knowing that you are a daughter of the most high God. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean that wholeheartedly, like you are a daughter of the most high God. Like you, like y'all are, y'all have the world ahead of you. You have, you have the ability to take God at his word. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid don't be scared. Don't try and fit in with the crowd. You young men too. Don't think you're off the hook. Don't try and fit in with the crowd. Don't be bogus. Don't be bozos. Don't be act, w- walking out there dressing like a clown, dressing like a fool. You dress right. You dress to honor God and God will bless you and he'll reward you. But I think that's where we'll wrap it up. <laughs> We've been recording for over an hour, but Leslie, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. It was yeah. a, uh, it was definitely uh, an interesting trying to set this up, but the Lord made it happen. So yeah, absolutely. But anyways, so that's that like, and share the podcast with all of your friends and family, follow the social media at feed your faith podcast, email me with your testimonies, prayer requests, thoughts, concerns, uh, feedback at feedyourfaithpodcast at gmail.com. I'm always uh, keeping a lookout for those as they're coming in. Don't be, don't, don't be afraid to shoot me a DM. Um, but I want to thank you very much for listening. Um, honestly, it means the world. I'm blessed to be able to do this. And I'm praying for all of you. Uh, for anybody that's listening, thank you very much. And I pray that the Lord blesses you and keeps you strong during this dark time. And we're out.